Hey, what's going on, SG Squared listener? Jason Banzoff here, producer for the Group Talk Network of Podcasts. We're going to be playing some former episodes to give you new content every single week. Some of these may be from the past couple of years, but they are still relevant today. You may hear something about COVID or some other things that may have gone at that time, so don't be worried. We did not go back in time. However, uh, these are going to be great episodes for you to listen to, so make sure you tune in to SG Squared every single week. Now on to the episode. Hello, and welcome to SG Squared. Steve Bladen, Global Small Groups Pastor at Saddleback Church, pulls from his 20-plus years of small group ministry experience to encourage and equip listeners to lead more effective small group ministry. Sit back, learn, and enjoy SG Squared with Steve Gladen. On to our leadership learning. Steve, what's the leadership learning you want to challenge our small group point people with this month? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's somewhat of a basic one, but it's, it's an important one. Uh, and as I'm, you know, looking at this third block, I'm just like going, you know, if there's an equation that's out there for each one of us, it's just that opportunity plus opposition will equal God's will. And when you're looking at uh, opportunity and then when you're looking at opposition, uh, when you when you look at this through the lens of a small group pastor, uh, we are in the best time uh, for evangelism. We are really in a zone, when you look at the the four soils parable that's in three of the four gospels where uh, three of the soils are bad, one of them is good, uh, we have an opportunity because there are five major storms that have been working on the bad soil. And uh, when you look at those, you know, over the last year, we've had global infirmity We've had social instability. We've had financial insecurity. We've had ra- a racial inequity, and we've had political uh, incivil- uncivility. And and when you look at these five, you know, big storms that that we have had in our uh, in our culture, and, and it's been pretty much planet wide evangelism is at a time that's better than ever. Now, when that is the opportunity, evangelism is what we're about. Of course, we want to grow them in the, all five of the purposes, uh, which we're going to touch on on the next block of, uh, you know, fellowship is the the foundation to work through discipleship and serving and evangelism and worship. But when you, when you look at these five major storms, that have just uh, taken through and plagued us, there, there is great opposition that is ahead of us. I mean, basically, the church only has a few hours a week. If someone goes to temple courts and house to house, uh, they, they've only got, you know, maybe two, maybe three hours a week. But, you know, there's 166 other hours or 165 other hours that are are plaguing and moving people in directions that, you know, are contrary to what we want to see happen. And I would just encourage you that uh, as these storms are there, one of the greatest ways to maximize opportunity is for our small groups to, to listen to what people are saying and to minister where you're starting to hear pain. Um, I think it was C.S. Lewis that, that said, uh, God whispers in our joys, but he shouts in our pains. And uh, pain is just God's megaphone. 
And as group leaders, your groups have a, an amazing opportunity through these five storms to plant seeds of opportunity of the good news of what Jesus is all about. And groups not only can plant seeds of, you know, the gospel, but also minister to people in their pain. Um, you know, because like I said before, if the world likes what it sees, they're going to listen to what uh, you say. And that's why we've had so many people accept Christ through our food distribution, because there's been a high level of people that are just hungry. And if, if you've ever skipped a meal, you get a first world problem of hunger. But when you've been without food for a week or sustenance for out, what, what, without, you know, gone a week or so, you, you start to feel the pain, not only hunger pains, but you also start to feel the pain of the culture, of parts of the culture. And this pandemic has kind of given us a little bit of a distorted world because there's been people who've done quite well in the uh, during the pandemic. Uh, there's also been people who've done, you know, because all five storms have washed up onto their shore. Uh, it's been, you know, just a painful time. And the time has never been like the best time to for your small groups to be the friends to the people that are in their circles of influence. And we have spent so much time focusing on the opposition. I mean, um, a couple of shows ago, we listed like 12 opposition pain points uh, that were happening in your small group ministry that your church was brushing up against. We spent so much time uh, that we're getting focused on the opposition. We just missed the opportunity. And I think what I'd want to say to you as a small group point person in this um, leadership learning is part of what we've got to learn is that there's, there's going to be opposition. But if you want to see God's will really come to play, you've got to look at the opportunities that are before you. Uh, you know, there's a there's a great scripture in in uh, Ezra that talks about you know when they were coming back when the when they were coming back out of uh, the Israelites were coming back out of captivity. If I can get that story right, there there were part of the people in Ezra three that were so excited about, you know, coming back and laying the foundation to the temple and reclaiming uh, their home uh, coming out of captivity for 70 years. But there were also people who remember what the temple was like, and they were very sorrowful, and they focused a lot on the, on the sorrow. And there's some great leadership learning out of there because you can focus on the opposition or you can focus on the opportunity. And I get that both are important, but sometimes there's a dis distorted amount of, of motion and conversation that is spent on one versus the other. And so often we lose sight that people will focus on what was. And I've seen that at Saddleback, that there's a lot of our core that miss what it was, and uh, they're very frustrated but they don't see the opportunity that uh, God has been bringing to us. And so I would just encourage you in this particular block is that, you know, focus on the time of what God's given you. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny that in the uh, Greek, there's actually two words for time. There's uh, uh, chronos and there's kairos. And uh, kairos is really meaning the opportunity, the season, the fitting time. Uh, you know, what's before us. And chronos is generally more 
chronological. It's more the order. It refers to more like a clock keeps time or things that can be measured in seconds and minutes and hours and years. Um, but a sequential moments uh, that are expected in Kronos is, is emphasizing, you know, the duration of time. But Keros is really looking forward to, you know, the, the right timing, the seizing the opportunity or the season that, that we're coming in. And when you think of your small group ministry, think of it uh, this way. Do you want to do things right or do you want to do the right things? And when you're wanting to do things right, and this is my Achilles heel right now, you think of Kronos. You know, I'm always thinking, you know, hey, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this. But what I would encourage you to do, and this is, you know, like I said, my Achilles heel, and I've got to really get my head around these things, I because I like to do things right. But what's going to be important thing is to do the right things. And that's the opportunity portion in your small group ministry. Both are important. But in your small group ministry or the area of your church, you know, you work in in your, your leadership, you're going to gravitate to one of those two time frames. And uh, Kronos would be doing uh, things right. Keros would be doing the right things. And so when you're looking at opportunity, you're going to have the opposition. We've talked a lot about that over the last number of podcasts. But when you're looking for the opportunity, remember, both of these, these times are important. But in order to align, you need to know where you and your leadership and your church's culture are leaning for you to seize the right opportunity that God is giving your culture. So opportunity plus opposition will equal God's will. Make sure you you tackle both of them in the right frame of what kind of time you're going through. That was a great leadership learning. Thanks for that, Steve. On to the grand finale, the trending topic. And in this episode, we're talking about the five levels of true fellowship. Take us home, Steve. Yeah. And this is what I mean. I've been waiting for this because fellowship and true authentic fellowship, when I'm saying the word fellowship, is the foundation for the other four verbs in the Great Commission and the Great Commandment to happen, which is discipleship. How do you get people to serve? How do you get people to evangelize? And how do you get people to worship? And this is a great, uh, these five levels, I would just encourage you to give them to your small group leaders. uh, We call them hosts and have them analyze where they're at in the levels of fellowship, because every level is important. But more times than not, churches deem fellowship as coffee and cookies, spending about 10 to 15 minutes together and staying at one level, maybe the second level. But what I want to encourage you to do is in your small group ministry is as we are been regathering, as we're resetting 2021 and trying to look forward to what's going on. I want to encourage you post-Easter, what we've just gone through is really start to hone in on your groups and saying, which level are they at and which level do they need to get to? Because, you know, we say it all the time. You want to get people to confess temptation before they are confessing sin. And part of what you have to understand is 
to the degree and the level of where your small group is at, where your small group ministry is at with all their small groups is going to be determining how authentic your fellowship is. So let me go through these really quick. There are five S's, no shock right there. First level is sharing. Now, sharing usually starts with very cliche surface talk, you know, hey, how are you? How's your day? I'm good. You're fine. How are you doing? It's really a superficial level. And uh, But sharing is where friendships can start. And so you do need those sharing opportunities. You need those uh, times where you're just checking in with each other and seeing where you're at. But you want to take that to move to the next level, which is study. Now, study usually talk starts with the facts. Uh, this is where you know where uh, you know you can you'd be like a lawyer and you can just go through all these fact things. And it, it's sharing what you know. Uh, guys love to stay in the study level. They love to stay in this level number two because they can share stats. And you've heard Derek and I talk about that in college football. You can share stats till, you know, till you're, you know, you're just have wasted hours upon hours, but you know, you're, you're talking about what, what, you know, how to, to share, uh, you go a little bit below the surface level, but now you're just talking about, uh, you know, sports center, you're talking about, uh, the sporting events that you're in, uh, who's going to win championships, you know, who's going to, who's lost, you know, what do you know? What do I know? Uh, and this study, uh, you know, when it's, it starts with facts and stuff like that. But the dangerous thing is, is this study section can, can move very quickly just to what, what you're learning in curriculum. What, what you've studied about, what you've known about God's word, and you can almost get into the, the pinnacle of fellowship is Bible trivia. How much knowledge do you know? And it's a dangerous piece. It's an important piece. You've got you've to have cognitive you know, values that are biblical. But if you, can, if you just stay at the study section, you can really miss where God's wanting you to go to. The third level is serving. Serving starts with, you know, uh, opinions. It's you're starting to share what you think. You're comfortable enough uh, to have civility in your small groups. Uh, I love that in many of our small groups, they are on different spectrum ends to many of the uh, the five storms that we talked about in the last block. You know, uh, you know, global inform in, in, infirmity, uh, social instability, financial insecurity, racial inequity, political incivility, and um, you can have you know people on different views. But in this third level, you're you're able to start with sharing your opinions. Uh, you know, you start to uh, go through these different moments that uh, you, you, you're you sharing, you're getting a little bit of vulnerability out there saying, you know, this is what I believe about, you know, X, Y, or Z, when somebody else you know in your group may not, but you can have civility that's starting to be presence in there. And you start to move from just the opinions in this phase to the pinnacle part of, you know, serving where you, you're actually, even though you may not agree on something, uh, this is where we can say, you know, um, you may not see eye to eye, but you sure can walk hand in hand in serving together, making a difference. Because um, when you serve together, this is what veterans through war feel, is when they serve together, they're at another level 
of you know fellowship that that is out there. So you want to move from sharing to study to the serving to the fourth one, which is sacrificing. And this level, it, it starts uh, with emotional parts. You're sharing how you feel. You start to disclose about how things are impacting you. So you're not talking about opinions, but you're sharing how you've been feeling about those opinions, how you've been, how they've connected to you. And this helps us to not only connect with each other, but to empathize with each other. Uh, No matter what you're talking about in the storms that we've gone through, when you move from opinion to sharing what you feel like, and what happens is when you share the emotions that you feel, your small group should start to go into this level of sacrificing where, you know, you're, you're sacrificial for the person that your empathy level kicks in. You know, one of the things we've noticed that through civil unrest is that when you are in a multi-ethnic small group, your empathy rises because you start to feel what other people that are different than you are starting to feel. So it's in that sacrificial level where the emotional part is, you know, taking you from just opinions that you have and you're able to talk about with civility to taking it deeper. And then the fifth level. So you've gone from sharing where it's just, you know, cliche, it's talking to the study where you're, you know, start with facts, but you're actually learning biblical stuff to uh, the serving, which starts with opinions, but you, you're able to serve together uh, in some of those opinions uh, to sacrificing where you're connecting the emotional part behind the opinions. And then the last what level is suffering. And suffering starts with the transparency of really sharing who you are. And it's the deepest level of communication. Um, it requires the most vulnerability and it requires the most authenticity to be able to share what you're going through. It tends to be the quickest path to reconciliation because you're of the level of sharing that you're at. But this starts with transparency and it, it it's risky, man. I'll tell you. Uh, but when the pain level is high enough with you, sometimes, you know, that's when groups share in transparency, but, uh, but when it's built naturally and organically, you start to get to real authentic fellowship. When you get to this fifth level of suffering, uh, you know, Palm Philippians is always you know, sharing his pain together. And he sympathizes with, uh, you know, uh, feeling with people to empathy uh, that he's willing to go through it with people. And so as you look at these five levels, here's what I would challenge you to do in your small group. When you look at sharing, study, serving, sacrifice, and suffering, start with your own small group and say, where, where are you at in your own small group? Before you start looking at the small groups throughout your small group ministry, look at where you're at. Because the deeper we can go organically, and but what I mean by that is if you're just starting a group out and in week two or three, someone jumps down to the suffering level when the other levels haven't been built up, it's called unequal disclosure, and it can set a real awkward phase in the group 
it's not unrecoverable, but it's just something you got to realize. But as you're looking through your own small group, where are you at and where do you need to go to in, in true fellowship, authentic fellowship, so that your small group can be a model for your other small groups? And then as you're starting to look into your, uh, the health of your small groups that you're ministering to as the small group point person, Start to look through and say, hey, what level of fellowship are they at? Because if you've gone through this pandemic and you're still in the sharing level or still in the study level, you've missed the beauty of what the gospel is talking about in true, authentic fellowship. So I just encourage you as we wrap up this podcast, uh, start to look at those five levels and uh, see where you can go in your own small group ministry. Those are the five levels of true fellowship. And Steve, I liked on the last one, number five, suffering. Um, you shared the deepest level of communication require the most vulnerability and authenticity. So good. So, so good. Thank you for listening to Steve Gladen on Small Groups. If you like what you've heard, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you want to learn more, make sure you check out smallgroupnetwork.com for more resources.